Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There is this video going around of Representative Ocasio-Cortez. And I remember this video when it first came out of the Congresswoman communist child. Oh, what? Have I said anything that is wrong? No, I didn't think so. Uh, And uh, she was speaking at the National Action Network. So that is um, uh, the, the, the Al Sharpton grift. Right, Al Sharpton, who made his money via shakedowns, learned it from Jesse Jackson. Um, that's a National Action Network. You know, don't, don't, they don't pay their they don't pay their taxes. You know what I mean? So somebody was comparing a a video that she had done, and then the video she did for National National Action Network, and you can hear the difference in how she goes about talking. When Donald Trump tapped into this idea of make America great again, there, there, were, there was times of economic opportunity. Wages rose until the 1970s. I'm proud to be a bartender. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working retail, folding clothes for other people to buy. There is nothing wrong with preparing the food that your neighbors will eat. And people noted that the way she was speaking in front of National Action Network was certainly different than what you heard at the first part there, which was her just making a, a video. And some people question whether or not that's pandering. I mean, what's with the accent? This is, she's, she's just a fraud of a person. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number. Uh, happy to talk to you. And I remember that video from the National Action Network. And I'm like, that's, is, does that constitute an accent? I mean, really? Is, is that an accent or is that a pandering to her audience? Or is that just a presentation style when she's amongst the crowd? I have seen people, I, I've given many a speech. I've seen people give speeches where they don't speak the same way as when they're talking. Me, uh, no, 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 this is it. This is, this is it, beginning to end. But is that, a, was, she, was she pandering? You know, what was it, was it Hillary Clinton, the one who was speaking, was she speaking in Georgia, all of a sudden she had a southern accent? Was that her? Oh, who was that? Like, that's pandering. But it's, I think that sometimes we look for the thing to be objectionable and we make ourselves look irrational. I didn't need some video to know that Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a child. 
that she has childlike policies and childlike theories, that she is a fool and a useful idiot, that she supports bigots and hateful people, that she could not bring about a better America if her whole life depended on it, but she does not mind screwing with your whole life. I didn't need a video. It wasn't it wasn't something that was that was required by me in order to understand. I knew it because I listened. I didn't worry about what kind of affect she was putting on. We focus sometimes on the wrong things. And it is imperative that we avoid that. We have to focus on the right things. We have to focus on the important things. It got noted yesterday that amongst the lies that Joe Biden has put forth, and we should be perfectly clear that Joe Biden is a man who lies. Name me one. Uh, Well, um, Hunter Biden is amongst the brightest people I've ever met. Yeah. I didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business dealings. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll, that'll just be two just right off the top of the head. Uh, but don't worry, there are lists. There are lists of Joe Biden lies. One of the things that got said by Joe Biden is that Joe Biden had absolutely nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with the raid at Mar-a-Lago. He didn't know about the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Turns out, Biden administration officials were involved in the Mar-a-Lago raid. You knew it from the beginning. You didn't need me to tell you. Right now, you are sitting back in your car, in your office, wherever you are. You're like, oh, hell, cats, I knew that. Everybody knew that. That's not even news, cats. And, and all of a sudden, you're like, you've taken to calling me cats. I, I, I don't know. I think it's sweet. The evidence further suggests this, according to Reed Rubenstein, America First Legal Senior Counselor, Director of Oversight Investigations. This, uh, a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. The evidence further suggests that Biden officials in the executive office of the president and the Department of Justice unlawfully abused their power and then lied about it to the American people. What they say is that there was connection and conversation to the Biden White House and specifically to the Oval in the coordination of this raid, even though Biden officials said they were, quote, stunned, unquote, to find out about the news on social media. We listen to a lot of garbage from this White House. We listen to a lot of lies from this White House. You, you want to argue that Trump lied? Sure. You know what Trump lied about? Inconsequential crap. You know, we were talking about how uh, Trump was uh, saying to uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, he, was, he was on uh, Tucker Carlson's show, and that people were crying at his arraignment. Well, it was a horrible thing because I did nothing wrong. 
Absolutely nothing wrong. You look at even the pundits and the legal analysis, Greg Jarrett, all of these really talented people, they're saying he didn't do anything wrong. So that's number one. Number two, they were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say 2024, sir, 2024. Do I really believe that people were crying? No, I, I, I don't. If you show me video, I'll be like, holy cow, people were crying. Do I believe it? No, I don't. Do I think that's an embellishment from Trump? Yes, I do. Do I think people said to him 2024? Absolutely. Do I think they were crying? No, I don't. Do I think that his inauguration was the biggest attended inauguration in history? No, I don't. These are little things. I don't know why he does what he does, but he does it. And you can disagree with me about it, and that's totally fine. Biden and his team lie about pretty giant things. Why is there a pass given? Why is this not the thing that we are focused on? How does this not matter? And I I get your point. It it, it doesn't matter uh, to media. The media doesn't care. This was a conversation with Corinne Jean-Pierre from the White House Press Corps the other day. It was about why Joe Biden doesn't do press conferences. What has to be heard here is the hubris from Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, and the madness of the argument. And the lack of press conference that we see in general from this White House. I represent a news organization that owns 113 television stations, and a question that I'm often asked, and I don't know the answer to, so I'll ask you that question. Uh, is the administration trying to protect the president from our questions? Uh, please, I answer Absolutely that not. Absolutely not. So why the lack of any interaction in a formal setting to have a press conference? Uh, I mean, the president takes shouted questions. I, I understand, John. I understand. I understand. I have dealt with this question about three times already. I understand. It is... It is It is uh, the job of you all to ask this question to me. Totally get that. And that's not a problem at all. Um, But certainly uh, the president many times has has stood in front of all of you, has taken questions uh, on his own because he wanted uh, to see what was all on your minds. He wanted to see what the questions you all were going to ask him. And he wanted to answer them directly. That has happened multiple times, many times uh, during this administration. And that will certainly continue uh, to be. When it comes to a formal press conference, I don't have anything to share with you at this time. Just one last thing. Yeah, sure. You recognize that as it relates to prior administrations, the president's predecessor, uh, President Obama, President George W. Bush, I've been here long enough to have covered President Bill Clinton. This is not the norm. The norm is we do get an opportunity to ask the questions to the president about domestic and foreign policy issues in a formal setting at some point. Uh, And you choose that point, but we haven't had that opportunity in quite some time. So I'll say this. It is also unprecedented that a president takes as many shouted questions as this president has. That's criminally stupid. Sorry. 
He's taking shouted questions because he doesn't do the press conferences. And he doesn't take the press conference questions because he can't answer them because he's not okay. Sorry, I don't mean to, don't mean to yell, but I'm feeling it like you are. This administration lied about what it knew about the Mar-a-Lago raid. The White House press secretary is lying to the press corps about why Joe Biden doesn't do press conferences and tries this spin. And he has. Okay. Almost every day. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get we'll we'll certainly we'll certainly get the data and share that with all of you. I hear John. I hear your question. I heard Zeke's question. I hear you. I hear you on the press conference on a formal press press conference. We get this probably every couple of months when you guys ask us about a formal press conference. I don't have anything to share with all of you at this time, uh, and uh, and I'll just I'll just leave it there. You have a president who doesn't answer questions. You have a press secretary who wants to spin reality. I don't think Representative Ocasio-Cortez's use of an accent should take up any of our time because we have bigger things to discuss. The division is one of those things. But don't you worry. People like Representative Katie Porter are working very hard to bring that division closer. I'll share that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. When Representative Katie Porter came to Congress, I thought she was an actual Democrat, not a progressive. I I was wrong. I thought she was somebody very interested in the conversation of dollars and cents and reducing spending. Yes, you might disagree with me on abortion and a whole series of subjects, but dear Lord, that would be nice to see somebody actually focused on the subject at hand. I was wrong. Uh, Katie Porter, it it turns out the representative from California is as progressive as the next and has shown a remarkable propensity to not only not care, but to angrily not care. And uh, certainly you've seen this in, in hearings. And certainly you saw this during the uh, moment where they were voting for Speaker of the House, where she was reading the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. It's right there on the, on the cover. She's reading that in, in, the, in the room. For somebody who didn't want anybody to pay attention, for somebody who wanted to act like, oh, this is all beneath me, I don't care, she certainly picked a book that would get a lot of attention. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. Instagram, Tony Katz. If you're one of those uh, people, follow along. Greatly appreciate it. And find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. Well, two things happened recently that get conversation. And one of them, I don't want to know about her private life. But I certainly want to know about her private life if she decided to lie while she ran for office. Because it seems that divorce documents have come to light. And when she was getting divorced, this became a conversation piece when she first ran for Congress. And then it kind of went away. But now that she's out and she's showing up on Stephen Colbert's show and she wrote a book and she's running for Senate, she wants Dianne Feinstein's site. A Feinstein seat in California. Well, there are some conversations to be had. 
if you're going to talk about yourself as the single mom and raising a kid in, 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 in D.C. And, and how difficult that is, the divorce is going to come up. The documents in the divorce, as stated by Daily Mail, have an argument from this, this ex saying that it was Katie Porter who was abusive. Katie Porter who would break things, scream things. You're a, you're a blanking slob. You're terrible at this. You're, in, you're blanking incompetent. These are all in the documents. Porter prone to extreme anger. Now, I don't know what they mean by extreme. I, although there is a uh, whole report uh, that she uh, poured uh, boiled potatoes on his head. Like hot potatoes on his head. Look, things get said in a divorce proceeding all the time. But this is a conversation about whether or not this is the kind of person you want representing you. And her commentary on on Stephen Colbert's show is the real story here. This stuff about the divorce, who knows? Who knows what's true, what people say in divorce proceedings? But we also hear about staff who are like, man, rough and tumble. Rough and tumble. Sometimes the staff's got to toughen up. Sometimes uh, the staff, um, staff's got a story to tell. Katie Porter on Stephen Colbert goes down a conversation that I think kind of proves the kind of person that she is and proves that the division politically will not be getting better anytime soon. It's a bit controversial. What's controversial about this? Well, I think there's this effort in politics to try to pretend that that Congress is glamorous and and we are powerful and it's all this you know really wonderful amazing things and the, the truth is it's like you're hot, you're late, you're sweaty, you don't know what's going on, you're flying back and forth. And I think we should be more honest with the American people about Congress is a mess. And that's because democracy is kind of supposed to be messy. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But what's not okay is lying to the American people about it and pretending that it's all easy and it's all cut and dried. Because the truth is, it's hard. It is hard to go to work every day with Marjorie Taylor Greene as a colleague. <laughs> a different job. Right. It's hard to commute 3,000 miles right. to your job, right? It's hard to work in, a, in an industry that is where, you know, before I was a politician, I was a professor and I actually used to be respected in my job. And I think one of the things the book tries to grapple with is a longstanding fact. It's true when Democrats are in power. It's true when Republicans are in power. Congress has about the same popularity as the American cockroach. And I think we should think about why is that? Why don't... Maybe it's because you denigrate fellow members of Congress and actually treat them and compare them to vermin. Maybe that has something to do with it. Before I knew about this divorce thing, I had seen that video. And it said, sounded to me, yes, very angry. It sounds to me very ugly. How does one even begin 
to see things working better if this some members of Congress are going to treat other members of Congress for a cheap laugh on late night TV. And then you realize, wait a second, this is just who she is. Angry and bitter and, well, certainly not somebody who's going to try and make things better and engage a little bit of uh, bipartisanship. Now is she? This is Tony Katz today. I don't know where people find the time. I, I really and truly don't. Where do they find the time to go sexting? And what makes you think this isn't going to be part of the public domain one day? I'm not saying it should be. I'm not saying that people who release this stuff shouldn't be thrown in jail. I'm just saying if you do it, you're, you you should expect that it's going to be made public. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? TonyKatz.Locals.com. The phone number, 833-468-8669-833-GOT-TONY. There's a story of this 911 dispatcher, and they're they're in Texas. Usually, these things happen in Florida, but they're in they're in Texas. This dispatcher, her her name is actually Crystal. I can't can't make it up. If my life depended on it, people, I couldn't do it. Uh, Crystal, who is married, was exchanging text messages with six county sheriff's office officials and a Converse City police officer. Married and texting with seven other people and the texts um, were, uh, according uh, to sources, how would I describe them? I I guess I would describe them as... Yes! 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 Oh, oh, God. Oh. I think that's, that's about correct. That's, that's how one would describe uh, them. Um, they were uh, discovered. Uh, they were provided to a local news outlet. The news outlet said many of them were too steamy to publish. Uh, the text included... Uh, the lines of, oh gosh, oh God, all right, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I'm a professional. I'm a professional, my people, and I, and I, could, I can do this. Uh, this is how it's reported. I feel so hot and sexy when, and then it goes on. We need another hotel day was something that went, uh, back uh, to her and then some statements that I don't think I can then um, share on radio. The conversation here is where do you get the time? I do not sext my wife. I am crazy about my wife. I love this woman more than oxygen. I don't sext my wife. No way. No how. In the entirety of our relationship, which has gone on for forever. Nope. Nope. No shot. Because 
people are crazy and someone's going to go hacking. And the next thing you know, there it is. And I don't need to do that. I'll save it for the bedroom or, or, or maybe the kitchen. Look, I'm not here to judge. I'm saying I'm not putting it on a text, but who in the world has time? Seven? Seven? Holy cow. That's a, that's a, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's that's a lot of free time. I, 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 I think she should be fired because clearly she's not doing her job. How could she be? She's very busy. And how do you keep them all, you know, separated? You know, you don't accidentally text the wrong person? Let me move this over to the Bud Light conversation because I want to disagree with some talk that's going on out there. We should be clear that Bud Light has made an absolutely horrific mistake in partnering up with Dylan Mulvaney, who is a man who um, plays the character of a woman. It's all make-believe. None of it is real. Oh, I don't care what the haters say about me. This is nuts. Mulvaney knows, as far as I'm concerned, that he's playing everybody. What a book this is going to be. The movie, too. Millions of dollars. I got to assume it's now millions of dollars in endorsement deals. Because he claims to be a woman and does this really gross, misogynistic caricature of a woman. It's woman face. It's just like blackface. It is just like blackface. It is horrific. And women aren't standing up in opposition. Women are not apoplectic over this. And so I was discussing the other day that there are these schools of thought about how this should be handled. And one school of thought is be disgusted by it and stand up against it. The other school of thought is, I am disgusted by it and I will stand up against it, but where are the women? Why aren't the women standing up against this? This is misogyny. Just like as the discussion of a a, a man can claim they're a woman and play in in women's sports. It's misogyny. It's, It's a hatred of women. It is a hatred of women. Why aren't women standing up? And then you see people like Megan Rapinoe, the soccer player, and Sue Bird, basketball player, professional basketball player, saying that Congress is wrong to try and put forward the Protect Girls in Sports Act. We should let kids play regardless of how they identify. These aren't feminists. These are misogynists. I I said it the other day. From feminist to misogynist in less than a generation, that is something. And we should be clear, Megan Rapinoe is a misogynist. Megan Rapinoe doesn't stand up for women at all. This demand for equal pay and equal this and equal that is about her and her brand. It isn't about women in sports. She doesn't care about women or girls in sports. I can't wait for a guy to claim to be a woman and want to play Major League Soccer and be be on uh, the U.S. Women's National Team. I can't wait for that to happen. I want to know how Megan Rapinoe responds to being benched because there is no woman soccer player, and some of them are extremely good. I'm not saying they're not better than me. I am saying that in the conversation amongst soccer players, there is no female soccer player that is as good as a male soccer player. There's no female soccer player who is as fast or as strong. Does not exist. Cannot exist. Well, no, shouldn't say cannot exist. I will say does not exist doesn't exist. And certainly, there is not a team. (laughs) There is not a team of women that can beat a team of men professional to professional. 
any given Sunday? Sure. But let's be honest with each other. That's not an attack on women. That is a recognition of a difference in the physicality. There's nothing I can do except be honest about these differences. It doesn't make one worse. It is just fact, and the fact must be dealt with. I'm sorry, I don't know if you watch soccer at all. Some people are like really anti-soccer. I've never understood that. I, I adore adore soccer. Uh, in, in my Indianapolis, uh, we have a USL team, so there's Major League Soccer and then there's USL. The Indy 11, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Women's soccer is fantastic. Uh, the 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 action uh, works for me. Uh, the U.S. women's team is exceptionally good, and women's soccer has done extremely well. It really has captured the imagination. I'm only sorry that on the pro leagues it hasn't built out more, and it's a far cry from, for example, the WNBA, which, if it wasn't for the NBA, couldn't exist. I, I I'm not so sure on the soccer side if if a professional women's soccer league couldn't exist. It just has not materialized yet. I think there's a, a bigger audience there than we than we realize. But women's soccer is not as fast and is not as strong as men's soccer. And a women's soccer team, even at the most elite level, elite level could not beat a men's soccer team at any level of eliteness. Just can't. It would be the rarest game in the world. That's not anger. That's not hate. That's fact. Hate is Megan Rapino and Sue Bird saying that a boy could say they're a girl, take the spot of a girl, a, 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 an actual girl, on a sports team, and that girl has to just lay back and take it. That's hate. That is hate. Bud Light allowing a guy in woman face to be a brand ambassador, that's hateful stuff. It's also horrific marketing. And people have been discussing, oh my gosh, going to lose so much money. They're losing so much money. Oh, they've lost billions. Whoa up. Seriously, slow down for a second. Because we don't know yet. And I think the people going down that road and engaging that conversation are engaging too much too soon. They are hoping too greatly. They don't know yet. Now, there was this, this, um, this rep, this guy who stocks the shelves, right? So there's distributors and then there's, they, they have reps and they, they support this brand or that brand. And, and a lot of people have been talking about this guy because he made th this, this video. Um, I work for an affiliate company. I am a merchandiser. And the sole product of the company I work for is Anheuser-Busch products. So with all this canceling going on, um, there's, I mean, I've never seen such little sales in this past few days uh, on these products. And it's, it's sad because when people don't buy this beer, I don't make money, and I can't feed my family. So it's kind of uh, heartbreaking, I guess, that... Um, Anheuser-Busch did what they did. They don't know their clientele. So it's uh, kind of heartbreaking. Thanks, Anheuser-Busch. I may not be able to feed my family coming up here soon. That is horror. 
That is awful. I don't think this guy was making it up that he is seeing less sales. And I am not saying that that isn't the case. What I'm saying is we don't have enough data to know whether or not that's going to be the case. If you were to ask me or, 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 or ask me what I think, I would tell you, could we at the very least wait four months? What is the trend that we will see from uh, Bud Light? It, it, it may be down right now. Will it continue to be down? Will it last? The heat of the moment is not a story. The heat of the moment is only the heat of the moment. Did Bud Light screw the pooch? Absolutely positively. They, did they decide to partner with a misogynist? Absolutely positively. Did they decide to side with a whole group of women haters? Absolutely positively. Never mind science deniers. Absolutely. Does it mean in four months that people aren't buying Bud Light? I don't know, another do you. What we're seeing right now is what very vocal people want and hope. And they're trying to get a, one more click on their website, another view to their video. Look at how bad Bud Light is doing. We don't know. And I think that that part matters a whole bunch. We don't know how this is going to last. The only thing that we know for sure is that this, um, there, the, the marketing person for Bud Light, yeah, they need to be fired. The marketing person for Bud Light needs to get fired because this is a mistake that is really unrecoverable. And the mistake is not only in, in, in this brand partnership, but was in the entirety of, of the marketing. The, the ignorance in the marketing. Saying out loud, well, you know, it was just a fratty brand, you know, meaning like uh, frat guys. And, 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 and so, you know, uh, uh, we, we had to change things. We had to really lift it up. And, and how do you do that? Inclusivity. Inclusivity? Well, yeah, you, you had to reach far for that one. Everyone tells you, yeah, got to be inclusive. So you jump on the inclusivity bandwagon as opposed to trying to engage marketing that'll make people want to buy your beer and build loyalty. Meanwhile, there are pictures of this woman. Her name is Alyssa Heinerscheid. And uh, people, they did, this, this is why you don't sext. <laughs> it all circles back. They went to her Facebook page and they found pictures of her. She's uh, drinking and she's uh, utilizing condoms as balloons. And it's like, oh, look. You were talking about Bud Light having this frat boy image and this out-of-touch humor, and then here's pictures of you. I don't know how old these pictures are. I'm not going to slam her for doing something when she was in college. That's, that's crazy town. But you could not have a worse representation for your VP of marketing screaming that this is a frat brand and out of touch and we need to be more inclusive, screwing that up and then having these pictures say, oh yeah, you're really bothered by the frat life. 
She embarrassed the brand and did damage to the brand. And that's a reason to fire your VP of marketing. Will they? I don't know. I have no connection to Bud Light. I don't know any stock in InBev or anything else like that. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. But do not get yourself wrapped up in the, oh, yeah, Bud Light learned their lesson. We don't know what Bud Light's learned yet. We don't know if anybody here, you or I, is going to drink Bud Light in the next four months. Four months from now, we see the sales down. Then we've got a story. This is Tony Katz today. You can just file this under stories not being talked about. There's always a lot of stories not being talked about, and they matter greatly. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today, Washington Times with the story, Big Government Getting Bigger as Biden Plots Massive Hiring Spree. Uh, You take a look at the Joe Biden budget. They are going to hire 75,000 more non-defense employees, which would be a 5% increase. 75,000, only 5% increase. Maybe, maybe we have too many government employees. NASA, they're going to get a 3% cut, but everybody else is going up. This hiring is going to require... More spending. More spending means more inflation because inflation happens when you have too much cash and not enough stuff. We don't have the stuff. We don't have the supply chains. And we keep putting cash into the system. This more hiring is a part of that because it's government spending. It's not the private sector going out there and creating jobs. By the way, only the private sector can create jobs. Government can't create jobs. Government only creates work. They can create the conditions that allow private businesses to create jobs, but they themselves, they only create work, not jobs. It's it's an important distinction and difference. So more cash gets spent, and the only lever at the disposal of the Federal Reserve and the Chairman, Jerome Powell, is to raise interest rates. This is not the time for a government hiring blitz, spending spree. This is ugly, dangerous stuff, and a story no one's talking about. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz today.